the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. Glad to have you with us on this warm, okay, hot Monday afternoon. Well, technology has information at our fingertips, but our relationship with God, well, that needs to be one of the heart. My next guest, and rather than the smartphone, by the way, my next guest invites his readers to engage with the Word of God in a refreshing and amazing new way. Memorize verses, chapters, and even whole books of the New Testament using a system, the Bible Memory Man system. Professor Tom Meyer's uh, techniques uh, have allowed him to learn while studying in Jerusalem. He goes deeper into the scriptures and a command of greater knowledge, insight, and understanding of God's Word through the uh, the process of memorization. Now, I know some of you have already decided that's not something I'm capable of doing, but we're going to talk about not only the fact that it's a good thing for us to attempt, but it's actually possible to accomplish as well. Professor Tom Meyer has memorized over 20 books of the Bible. He's a frequent Christian guest speaker at churches and conferences where he presents the Bible spoken dramatically from memory in an engaging and powerful way. He shares his Bible memory insights, inspires Christians nationally to memorize the scriptures, and now has uh, engaged in providing the memorization study Bible to help us all do just that. Well, uh, Professor, thank you so much for joining us today, and I want to thank you for this great resource to help many of us who have a desire to memorize Scripture do what we think uh, we've come to believe is impossible for us. Welcome. Thank you so much. Now, you began this process how? What inspired you to decide, I want to commit the Scripture to, to memory? That's a great question. You know, I grew up just like most of your listeners in a, in a good church with good parents, and I was saved at a young age, and I went to Sunday school and everything. And, you know, but to make a long story short, when I was about 25 years old, I decided to go to Bible college. And as I was leaving my home in Chicago to go to Bible college in Redding, California, at Chasta Bible College, uh, the pastor of my church challenged me to memorize a short passage uh, from the Sermon on the Mount. And all I knew at this time was just, you know, the famous ones like Genesis 1-1 and John 3-16. Mm-hmm. But when I was able to, you know, memorize that through that long car ride, you know, I'd be able to better understand the mind of Christ from that passage to, to claim those promises about him providing for me and to not be worrying about material things because I can just look around now and see the birds of the air and the grass of the field and et cetera. And so that scripture became part of my thought and my practice. No matter where I was and no matter what I was doing, I could think upon the words of Jesus. And it gave me comfort and peace. And and I wanted more. And I got a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we talk about uh, technique and how much you have committed to uh, to memory, let's talk about why it's important for us uh, to, as the Scripture put it, puts it, hide God's Word in our heart. What's the value of memorizing Scripture as opposed to just uh, studying and, and meditating on God's Word? Sure. Well, you know, in no particular order of importance, hiding God's Word in our heart, it, it puts the mind of God within reach. 
And like I just touched on briefly, mm-hmm. no matter where we are and no matter what we're doing, we can we can think upon, set our affection on, our mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Uh, number two, the Word of God hidden in your heart, it provides us with words of comfort in times of need, either for ourselves when we need a, a word, right? Or when someone close to us maybe needs a word of comfort or encouragement or something, we can just take a verse right off of our lips and, you know, like the Lord is near unto them that are of a crushed spirit, you know, things like that. And then also, you know, finally, the Word of God hidden in our heart, it, it provides us as you well know, in the Soldier of God passage in Ephesians 6, it provides us with our weapon to, to fight darkness. Now, many of us have attempted at some point or another to memorize Scripture, and uh, we would probably describe ourselves as miserable failures, believing that while Scripture memorization is possible for some, it's just not likely that I'm going to be able to successfully memorize more than perhaps a single verse uh, at a time. Is it possible for the average person using the right kind of techniques, and we'll talk about that in a moment, to memorize Scripture. I mean, that seems to be God's heart for us, that we would set uh, His Word in our heart in that way. Is it possible? Well, short answer, yes, but we have a lot going against us, don't we? Yeah. We live in a copy-paste, Facebook-tweet-file-forget-wireless world, which is great, you know, but we do. The average Christian, a recent study I saw, has 4.4 printed copies of the Bible at home. So we're blessed with like, numerous amounts of scripture, or have it on our phones, we have it everywhere. And so since it's everywhere and I have instant access, you know, why should I take the time and the energy and the effort then? Which it is. It's not fast and easy, unlike some books say. It's difficult to do it. So then why should I do it? And of course, as you hinted at, of course we should do it. The Word of God tells us to hide His Word in our hearts so we don't sin against Him. How many of the, uh, how much rather of the Bible have you committed to memory? Well, you know, I never have counted the verses. And the reason being, remember that account when King David was kind of like on top mm. of the world and he counted the people? Yes. The census? And once he counted the people, as you know, he had tremendous judgment on him for his pride. And, and and I kind of, along the same lines, you know, I don't want to know how many verses, but I know I know about at least 20 books, and I can go nonstop, you know. I mean, I do have to breathe, but <laughs> I can go nonstop for like 12 or 15 hours straight. Like, I know the entire book of Revelation from memory, for example. Just incredible. Now, you write about the three pillars of memorization that makes it possible for us um, again, average people to be able to set to memory God's Word. Let's talk about how you begin uh, this process. And one of the things that your um, memorization study Bible does for us is help us decide what verses I might want to consider uh, setting to memory. Well, that's just, a, you know, we've made a short case about the importance of it, right? Letting the Word of Christ dwell richly in us. Right, and having the Word of God hidden in our heart, we made a case that God's Word says it's important. Now, how do you implement that, right? How do you do it? And that's the million-dollar question. And so I had the privilege of living in the Holy Land in Jerusalem for a thousand days, uh, earning two master's degrees there at Jerusalem University College, and I was able to really pick the brains and rub shoulders with the people in that part of the world who still memorize. And so I gleaned three basic principles. Number one is memorization by reading aloud. That's the key. We really don't read aloud in the West, do we? You know, Mm. like if we're at home or especially in public, right? Nobody reads aloud. 
But it, that is a tremendous key to read a lot because your mind and your eye and your mouth and your ear that are all working together in unison. Secondly is memorization by hearing. And, um, you know, I've always said that the Word of God is originally meant more for the ears than the eyes. It is, you know, faith comes by hearing. You know, hear, O Israel. Uh, let the words of this epistle be read aloud to the Holy Brethren. It's like reading Mozart versus hearing Mozart. Hmm. Right? We could read Mozart on the page all day long, and we would say to ourselves, I'll bet you that sounds fabulous, you know? But then to hear it played, and especially played well, right? It's night and day. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. It really is. And so to hear the Word of God spoken the right way from memory, with all the passion and drama and everything that goes along with it, right? to hear that over and over again is the second way. And then third and finally, the way that works best for me and that's helped me memorize 20 books is to, to, write, to write it out and to say it when I write it. And so my mind, my eye, my hand, my mouth, and my ear are all working together in unison. And when I write it out, as it shows in the Memorization Study Bible, I keep eight words of us on each line, because this is what the ancients called an eyes glance, something that you can just keep in your short-term memory. Now, let's talk about the uh, Memorization Study Bible and how it is structured. One might imagine, okay, you have the Bible, it's written out as we're all familiar with, and you just uh, pick a section and you study it. But this is, um, is designed in a particular way to help us uh, to memorize Scripture. And it may be something of a challenge, but help paint a picture for our listeners of how uh, the Memorization Study Bible is structured to help us in the process of memorization. Well, that's a brilliant question. Like, what makes this Bible unique? You know, and, yeah, and yeah, and the, it's basically it's a couple things. Number one, it's it's the power of format. All of the Bibles that have ever been printed, and I'm not exaggerating, all of them, they are not printed in such a way that is easy on the eye. They are not printed to help you memorize Scripture. But this Bible, it's the New Testament of the King James. This Bible is printed in such a way right, that makes it memorizable. So all of the ands and the buts and the ifs and all the conjunctions are neatly lined up. And like I said, the ancients, these are people who memorized, like the ancients, the whole Hebrew Bible, okay? Like these famous rabbis of old, you know, like mm-hmm. complete walking, talking books of the Bible, just astounding memories. And when they would do it, they would write it out with eight words or less on each line. And so to format it in such a way that gives it some shape and some style and kind of like a stanza form and lines up all of the ands and the buts and the ifs and keeps eight words or less on each line, it just kind of makes this big, beautiful sirloin steak down into little bite-sized pieces. We're talking this afternoon with uh, Professor Thomas Meyer. His book is the Memorization Study Bible. We're going to continue that conversation in a moment, but I do need to take a quick break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we are back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and I'm continuing my conversation with Professor Thomas Meyer, the Memorization Study Bible. Here's what the Apostle Paul has to say about memorizing Scripture in Colossians 3.16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And John the Apostle, in the 15th chapter of the book by the same name, the 7th verse, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask 
what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And King David, he said this in the Psalms, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. We're talking about the memorization study Bible that is structured in such a way to help us uh, to memorize scripture. I think we would all agree that there is great benefit to hiding God's word in our hearts, but how do we do it? And how do we do it in a big way? And uh, my guest, uh, Professor Thomas Meyer, uh, has provided a resource to help us do that. What's the best way to start? Most of us, when we're young, if we are are, uh, blessed enough to grow up in the church, we're encouraged to memorize a scripture or two, or maybe the Lord's Prayer or the the 23rd Psalm. What's the best way to begin to train that memorization muscle uh, if we want to hide God's word in our hearts? Well, that's an excellent question. You know, we said, number one, we kind of laid out a case for why the Bible says it was important. Secondly, we kind of gave a few summarized tips and techniques on how to go about doing it. Now, where do I start? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to start with something that has some light at the end of the tunnel, something like the book of Philemon or the book of Titus, for example. Georgine, if we just did one verse, we could do one verse a week if we wanted to. What if I were to offer you a million dollars, or let's just be real, a thousand dollars for every single verse that you memorize and everyone in the audience memorize, a thousand dollars per verse, okay, for the next week. I would I end the conversation you. immediately and begin <laughs> working on memorizing scripture. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? You know, we're interested in what we want to be interested yeah. in. We're not interested in what we don't want to be interested in. And as parents, you know how it is. We have no greater joy than ch- our children walk in truth, and how much more does the living God want his kids down here on earth, right, to obey his truth in their hearts. So starting somewhere like Philemon, where you could just do one verse a week. You do one verse a week, you have the whole book memorized by Christmas. Then you have all of these teachings and thoughts and in your mind about forgiveness and how you need to receive someone back that offended you and restore the relationship and restituted, and why to forgive them, and all these kinds of things, all the motives of forgiveness, just jam-packed in that little book. So start something that has light at the end of the tunnel. Commit to one verse a week. If there's families out there listening, you know, why not do something together, you know? Do the Book of James together, or something like that. Um, I also appreciate that you have at the uh, at the end of the book a series of appendices in which you Um, highlight certain areas that one might want to consider. For example, seven short scriptures, John 11, 35, Jesus wept. First Thessalonians 5, 20, despise not prophesyings. Um, Just short scriptures that might build someone's confidence as they're moving toward the prospect of memorizing more. That's well said. It's it's momentum and starting a little bit at a time, you know, just to have the verse of, you know, from first Thessalonians 5, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Okay? Just that verse. Whenever a situation comes across you and it doesn't sit well with you, and everything give thanks, your, your attitude, your behavior, demeanor instantly right, changes. Mm-hmm. You're giving thanks for it now instead of flying off the handle or something like that. Right? So these verses, they really do pay dividends in your thoughts and in your practice and in your behavior when you hide them in your heart. Yeah. Now, what are some of the challenges that people tend to face when they start to the process of memorization, particularly of Scripture? And what do you suggest we do to overcome those obstacles? One of the things we've already mentioned is the, the distraction of living in the 21st century where there are so many opportunities uh, to look away or to focus on other things. But what do, what do you think are some of the greater challenges? Well, look, at we live in a, in a, a, a church world where most pastors don't seriously memorize, okay? And most parents don't seriously memorize. 
and most professors don't seriously memorize and et cetera. So we have this cycle, don't we? That is just, there isn't an emphasis on, for the most part on, you know, the orality of scripture on, on hiding God's word in your heart. So that's part of the problem of, you know, inspiring and encouraging people to do this, that there's no one around them who's doing it. Mm-hmm. But, but they can do it. I know, Georgie, I know a hundred year old man who memorized the whole book of first Peter after hearing me speak. Whenever I speak somewhere, the number one word I get is inspired. That was inspiring. I can do it. I believe that with Christ, I can do all things and I'm going to commit to this. Maybe I'm not going to do my whole life, but I'm going to try it this year. No, I'm going to commit to it. And, you know, our minds are like gardens in a sense, you know, they can become overgrown with weeds and garbage and trash and all these kind of things. And we need to constantly be cleaning them, upkeeping our minds like a beautiful garden and watering the plants and all these kind of things. And that's what the word of God does. And we can plant these verses, these seeds in our minds and in our heart. It produces these beautiful, right, sweet aromas to God. And that's what it's all about, right? It's just pleasing our Heavenly Father. Now, I'm, I have the uh, Memorization Study Bible in front of me, and I've opened it up to the, uh, the Gospel of Mark. Uh, at the first page that you see at the beginning of each of these, uh, these chapters, you have a, a very short section that tells us how many chapters there are, how many verses, who was responsible for writing the book, and just a little bit about the book itself that I think helps to encourage us to see the value of what we are focusing our, our attention on. And then there are two columns. Um, it's verse by verse, line by line, but they're arranged in two columns. And at the right of each of the columns, there is a number that corresponds with a number of words on that line. Explain how this structure can help us in the process of establishing cadence and memorizing uh, a book, for example. Well, you know, it's not like this method is like the silver bullet that will help everyone. Okay. It's, you know, my wife memorizes a little differently than I do. Mm-hmm. My wife just memorizes, like, my shorthand, kind of like writing out the first letter of each word in a verse. You know, like, for God so love the world, right? F-G-S-T-L. But, and that works for her. But I, as someone who's lived in the Holy Land for a thousand days and someone who's rubbed shoulders with these people from, you know, whose descendants have memorized entire books and Bibles, they... they keep telling me and telling me that these three techniques are the best techniques to memorize throughout history. And so the way it's formatted is the, the, the best possible way that I've ever come across. And, and I think that if people just commit themselves to try it, especially with this technique uh, and give it a try, what do they have to lose? You know, I mean, it's, it's, cheap. It's like under 20 bucks, you know, <laughs> and, and all the hard work is done for you. It's all, it's like worksheets that are all laid out for you, right? And now it's up to you then, right, to, to pick up the ball and to run with it. Yeah. And the benefits are priceless. So the, uh, uh, the reward are, rewards are, are pretty amazing. Now, can memorization, can the study Bible be used in a group setting like Bible studies or youth groups, or is this best a uh, a one-on-one, you and God's Word, um, in in terms of memorizing? Well, either way, you know, when I lived in Jerusalem, I would visit the Jewish schools. They're called the yeshiva, mm-hmm. as you probably know. And I would ask a lot of these students there who have, like, tremendous, like, we're talking Encyclopedia Britannica-sized collections of Jewish law memorized. And, you know, the big thing was having what they would call a havruta, or a neighbor, Iron sharpened iron, Georgine, that kind of thing, right? Someone to be accountable to and someone to share this pleasure and this joy with and someone to kind of 
hold each other's hands is we try this, you know? And so, but on the other hand, some of us are more independent, you know, and it works better by it. So whatever way you're wired, if you need someone to come alongside you, then great. You know, both of you get one and both of you pick the same passage and you can do it a verse a week. Yeah. Right. Or if you're, you know, more individualistic, then do it yourself. Well, I would encourage any listener who has ever given a thought to memorizing Scripture but found it to be daunting. This is a great resource that is developed to help you succeed in doing just that. And, of course, you know that God himself desires that we would hide his word in our hearts so we have the Holy Spirit coming alongside and helping us in this effort as well. Again, we're talking about the Memorization Study Bible. Professor Thomas Meyer is responsible for putting this together, and it's uh, published by New Leaf Press. Uh, Is there an easier way to get the uh, Memorization Study Bible or just the way you get everything else? Just the way you get everything else, just Google it. Okay. The Memorization Study Bible, and it's available everywhere, Target, Walmart, Amazon, and, you know, it's, 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 it's well worth the under 20 bucks that it costs for me to come alongside you, as it were, and to help you find God's Word in your heart. Now, before we end our conversation, is there a scripture you'd like to leave us with? Sure. You know, I was just working on it today in Psalm 34-7, and it says, The angel of the Lord encamps round about those that fear him and delivers them. And isn't that nice to have that promise in your mind and in your heart that you have an angel around you, you know, the angel of the Lord, right? And he's encamped, or it's kind of like the idea is is like a military encampment with soldiers in tents around you or around the home of those that fear God. And God delivers those people. Isn't that nice? Yeah, there's you no better security team on the planet. No, and you can't, and you, there isn't, and you can't have that thought unless it's in your heart. The Memorization Study Bible. Professor Meyer, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Again, the book is published by New Leaf Press and is available where books are sold. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. When we come back, we're going to talk with David Martin with Happy Valley Arts Academy. Just won a national award. We want to tell you all about that. And they're going to have a celebration uh, that's coming up in next week. So stay around. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, good afternoon and welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Well, what began as a small piano lesson studio in a living room called Aria Studios has grown into the largest private music lesson school here in Portland with over 500 weekly students now called the Happy Valley Arts Academy. Well, because of this explosive growth, the cutting-edge teaching methods they use, and the progressive music system, my next guest, David Martin, who's the owner and director of the Academy, was given the prestigious award, the 2018 National Music School of the Year Award, beating out 10 other music school finalists from the United States and Canada. The award was presented by Marty Ford at the Music Academy Success Conference in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, in celebration of this honor, Happy Valley Arts Academy is going to host an award ceremony this Monday. That's the 23rd at noon and the Happy Valley mayor will be there, faculty and students, local officials, members of the North uh, Clackamas County uh, Chamber of Commerce will be there as well. And uh, of course, uh, David Martin, who has uh, operated Happy Valley Arts Academy since 2009. He joins us now, first of all, to just give us an opportunity to say congratulations and then tell, tell us a little bit about this success story. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Well, thank you, Georgine. It's a pleasure to be on the show. You know, it's thrilling to hear how such uh, humble beginnings have uh, turned into a nationally recognized uh, arts academy where you have been acknowledged as really being on the cutting edge. So again, congratulations. That's quite a milestone. Well, thank you very much. It means a lot. Well, as uh, I mentioned in the introduction, that Aria Studios began in your uh, in your living room, and that's where most mes- music lessons uh, take place. It's a relatively simple, straightforward uh, event. Tell us how you arrived at the uh, the Arts Academy from the Aria Studios. That was just a, you know students coming to your home for lessons. You know, it, it is it's pretty remarkable. We, we, my wife and I, we've been blessed uh, quite a bit. Uh, over the years, uh, both of us passionate about music. Uh, we just uh, we, we both had a passion for teaching, and it came in our lives when we opened that uh, studio, Aria Studios, originally. When we were at a point where we were we were broke, we were we were penniless, um, and we were just taking students one by one uh, out of our living room. And um, over the years, one of the one of the passions that I've always had is. Uh, finding out ways of motivating children. Because when I was a kid, you know, I took piano lessons and I really struggled for the first couple of years with practicing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started performing in live performances and winning awards that I really started to love it. And so when I started the school, it was very important to me to build these two key elements into our program, live performances and trophies and awards. And uh, for us, we, you know, realize that not everyone's going to become a professional musician like I was, but uh, we focus more on the small goals, you know, rewarding the kids for practicing a certain number, you know, a certain number of days in a row. Or another one that we uh, do is uh, how consistent are they with sticking with lessons? So we reward them if they have been with us for three months, six months, et cetera. And um, we reward them with big trophies, and the trophies get bigger and bigger. <laughs> so the kids love it, and it's really our goal is to give them that amazing experience that will follow, follow them throughout the rest of their life. I should mention that um, you have performed around the Pacific Northwest. You've traveled to Russia and played with the symphony there. You are an accomplished musician um, yourself. And to devote your time and attention to helping develop other young people and develop their, their talents is really quite remarkable. What, from your standpoint, motivates you personally uh, to pour into these young people? Well, you know, Georgie, for me, it was just my own personal experience as a kid taking lessons. And some of the most influential people in my life were my teachers, you know, as a child. And, um, you know, I'm still friends with some of them. And um, so those memorable experiences and foundational experiences for me really have given me that motivation to give that to these kids uh, when we're able to give these lessons to them. Well, you won this uh, award that I mentioned a moment ago, and uh, again, that's a, a prestigious award, the National Music School of the Year. Uh, tell us about that and what that means for you uh, professionally as well as for the Academy. Well, it was, a, it was quite an experience. You know, had the, the trade organization that we're a part of has some of the largest music academies in the nation, so it was kind of intimidating. Uh, we, went, we flew down to um, South Carolina to get nominated uh, amongst 10, 10 other finalists. And, um, you know, we went down there and we, uh, we competed. Um, and, and of course we won. It was a, just an overwhelming honor when we did it. But what, what, uh, for me, I guess it, it's really just a confirmation that what we're doing is working and what we're doing is meaningful. And, um, you know, these years of hard work, um, really feel like they're starting to pay off and, uh, and we're making a difference. Um, yeah. So for me, that's really at the end of the day, that's kind of what it's all about.
Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, there's a celebration that's coming up this next Monday at noon at the Happy Valley Arts Academy. Uh, who's invited and what what is your um, your focus for this uh, this about hour and a half long event? Yeah, so, so you know, we're inviting the community, anybody that wants to come and join and celebrate with us. Um, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the mayor of Happy Valley was kind enough to uh, uh, make an appearance, and so we're excited about that. Even um, uh, your own, uh, the, uh, from the fish, um, Crystal uh, Thornton's going to be there yeah. um, speaking. So we're excited about that. But, yeah, it's really just a celebration uh, and a ceremony, and, and uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what the award is and kind of what it means. But, um, yeah, the, the community is invited, um, and uh, we're, we're just going to have a good time. Well, it's it's going to be a great time. As I mentioned, the mayor is going to be there, the mayor of Happy Valley. You're going to have faculty, students, some local officials, members of the North Clackamas Chamber of Commerce will be there. Uh, and it's just a time of celebration, and I think for the community to acknowledge uh, just the benefit you are to them as a community, to the young people in, in our area, as well as the fact that you have been recognized nationally. Now, I would imagine some of our parents listening uh, now have been thinking, you know, I'd really like my son or daughter uh, to uh, not only consider piano lessons, but I understand you have lessons in guitar, drum, voice, bass, ukulele, violin. Uh, are you still accepting students? And what's the, the way, best way for our listeners to communicate their interest? No, absolutely. Yeah, we we have open enrollment year round, which means we don't close during the summertime. And actually, summer is a great time to mm-hmm. get started with music lessons because of people's schedules. But uh, yeah, we offer all the all those mainstream instruments, um, and we do currently have openings right now. We have a teaching staff of over twenty teachers um, available. We're open seven days a week, so uh, we do have availability. The best way to to get started would be to either um, hop on our website, which is just happyvalleyartsacademy.com. Uh, or give us a call or stop by um, at, at the school. We're just located in the grocer's outlet uh, little shopping center complex on 147th and Sunnyside Road. Well, again, I, I just want to give you a heartfelt congratulations. I've heard from mutual friends what a tremendous work you're doing in Happy Valley. And that's a, a you know, that's a blessing to the entire community. So I appreciate what you're doing there. And again, want to extend that invitation to listeners who would like to learn more or would like to come and celebrate. That's coming up this Monday at noon at the Happy Valley Arts Academy. And if you're interested in more information and maybe considering a son, daughter, grandson or daughter um, signing up for lessons, this is a great time. Uh, to do just that. Now, I want to clarify, you're only teaching young people, or you, do you offer adult classes as well? We do offer adult classes. I'd say probably 90% of our students are kids, but we've got kids at heart that come out, and, and we love it. You know, we love to take on the adults and, uh, and give those lessons, too. So, yeah, it is all ages, kids and adults. Now, are you still playing professionally? You know, I, these days I, I find myself so busy with mm-hmm. the academy, running the academy. It is difficult to get out and, and do performing. So I really haven't been, uh, but that is something on my list for, um, you know, maybe another season. Yeah, yeah. Well, David Martin, thank you so much for talking with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure is all mine, Georgina. I really appreciate it. And congratulations. You make the rest of us look good. Thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Again, uh, David Martin is the owner and director of Happy Valley Arts Academy, and they have been recognized uh, with a national award, which is pretty impressive, the National Music School of the Year. And they beat out 10 prestigious uh, schools from the United States and uh, and Canada. So congratulations to them. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to wrap things up. 
You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the final segment of the Georgine Rice Show. Taking a quick look at what's coming up uh, the remainder of this week here on the program. On Tuesday, we're going to talk with Michelle Howe. She is the author of Navigating the Friendship Maze, which can be something of a challenge, particularly in view of social media, where we have options uh, that lead us to believe we actually are developing a relationship when maybe we're not exactly, you know, the eye contact being in the same location. Anyway, we'll talk with Michelle Howe about that. That's the title of her book, Navigating the Friendship Maze. On Wednesday, uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh, International Radiothon, uplifting children, strengthening families. That what's uh, that's what they do. But we're going to focus on a Mongolian village in which a good number of these children are growing up in garbage. Now we're going to try to paint a picture of what that means uh, precisely, but. Uh, we've heard that some of the harrowing stories in preparation for Wednesday's program, and. It's really quite remarkable the conditions under which some um, young people in, in this case, but uh, under which some people live out their daily lives. Now, the the uh, uh, terrain and the, the weather in Mongolia is harsh and difficult from a number of standpoints. But uh, the way some of these young people live uh, deprives them of just a healthy life, for one thing, but also of an education that could translate into a next generation not having to live under such conditions. We're going to try to talk a bit about uh, what's happening in this Mongolian village where Holt International has established a school that provides not only an education, but all of the other resources that these young people need. So I hope you'll make a point to listen on Wednesday. We're going to be focusing all day long here on KPDQ in this effort, but particularly during the Georgine Rice Show, you're going to hear audio from some of those young people who live there. We're going to hear from Holt International what they're doing and how uh, their focus is transforming the lives of these young people and what their future desire is in helping to minister to them. You know, we uh, almost once a month, we focus our attention on a part of the world where Uh, People are struggling. Sometimes we focus on families, sometimes on children, sometimes on an entire village and providing a resource that will allow them to not just uh, thrive, but rather survive, but thrive. And uh, this time we're going to be focusing on this Mongolian village where a a good number of children are reliant on that garbage to survive. So hope you'll join us on Wednesday. On Thursday, we're working on an interview. It's not yet confirmed. Transforming Presence, How the Holy Spirit Changes Everything from the Inside Out. And we'll let you know if that is... um, is going to be confirmed. Also, I received an email last week from a listener who had anticipated, as had I, a conversation with Ken Ham. I had been promoting all week that he was going to be my guest. I think it was Wednesday of last week. It turns out there was some sort of a scheduling error. Uh, and we have um, rescheduled from our standpoint um, that interview with Ken Ham. That's going to be on Wednesday, the 25th. And the book is Gospel Reset, Salvation Made Relevant. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that conversation that we had uh, planned to have last week. But now we have it to look forward to rather than back on. So I uh, wanted to let you know that that is uh, is coming up. And uh, once again, we had the conversation with Thomas Meyer earlier today. He's uh, put together the Memorization Study Bible using ancient and contemporary techniques of memorization. He has uh, memorized some 20 books of the Bible, not to mention random scriptures and 
uh, chapters and so on, and provides a resource to help those of us who believe hiding God's word in our heart is important, uh, a resource, a Bible, it's uh, the New Testament, that will um, help us to do that more effectively. You can listen to that conversation. It began at 5 o'clock, the second hour of today's program, on our podcast, or the program is also rebroadcast on our sister station, AM 800, every evening, every weekday, I should say, at um, at 10. So if you didn't have an opportunity to uh, hear that conversation, you can check it out. Once again, tomorrow on the program, we'll talk with Michelle Howell. She is the author of Navigating the Friendship Maze. And if you'd like to be a better friend, uh, this is a great opportunity for you uh, to learn more. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the program. James Blend is engineering and producing today's program. And by the way, feeling much better than he uh, was last week. And uh, thank you for making the Georgine Rice Show part of your day. Have a great Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.